whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. friends, Karen Pennington here. And hey, have you ever said something that came out completely the wrong way? And you're like, I just didn't mean it that way. So a lot of words come out of my mouth. So that is almost a daily occurrence for me where something comes out and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Well, uh, two times in a row this week, Monday and Wednesday, I was at church for something and we were kind of goofing around afterwards and talking and being silly. And like the last comment of the night I made it meant to be clever and it was like it it like plagued me because afterwards I'm like that like I used two phrases that were meant to be clever but in this society almost everything has a dirty double meaning and I'm like that almost sounded like something dirty and I wasn't talking about like dirty things I'll tell you what I was talking about I was talking about shaving my legs and I was talking about wearing pants that actually go around your waist and so we were being silly about that and I said something and I'm not going to say what, but they both like had, were phrases that I'm like, oh my goodness, I think that other people in other places use that phrase and it means something else. And um, a lot of times, particularly those of us who are not trying to be dirty and are not trying to think that way, sometimes those things come out of our mouth and we don't even think about it. But some of us actually do try to be dirty and they were, we mean that, you know, the double meaning, that double entente. Or I mean this, but I mean something else. Uh, so I was like really nervous because one of the people in the conversation is somebody who's stu- still not not completely new to our church. It's been there several months, almost a year. And I was like, I don't want this person to think that I'm somebody that, uh, you know, condones just overly sexual language and lewdness. And so I wrote him a text and I said, I really didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. I, you know... My mouth took over my brain and I wasn't, just didn't mean, and he wrote back and said, um, I, I didn't take it that way. So it was good. I was, I was, I was grateful that he knew me well enough to know that I wasn't going to try to, you know, engage in nasty talk. I mean, I'll talk about a lot of stuff. I'm just going to go there. I'll talk about toilet humor. I will talk about, you know, (laughs) you know, farting or (laughs) things like that. And, um, yeah, I said that on a, Christian podcast, but I'll, I'll talk about those kind of things, I, especially with friends that, you know, we'll just be silly about stuff like that, but I, there are just certain things that you don't, you don't go there. There are things that are meant for private settings, and then there are things that are meant for absolutely no settings. You know, I don't like to joke about doing things that are evil or wrong and as if they're good, and um, not that I don't fall prey to s- stupid conversations sometimes, but, you know, I, I try to... I don't have much of a filter, but that that's part of it. I try to be kind and I try to honor God. And sky's the limit outside of that. Um, like I said, I just said fart on a Christian podcast. I don't even know if that's allowed, but I just did it. But uh, I do have a point here and that sometimes it's hard. We have this double speak we do. And sometimes it's fun. You know, sometimes you say something and you really mean two things. Both things are honoring. You know, the Bible is it a lot. A lot. There's, um, especially when you get into the original Greek, 
one thing will be said and there's like these layers of meaning to it. Um, the word I learned in seminary was multivalent, where there's this layer on the top of what it means, but then it goes deeper, you know, or Jesus did it a lot with parables. He was talking about a shepherd, but he wasn't really just talking about a shepherd. He was talking about the bread of life. When he was saying bread, he, he was talking about giving us what we needed, but he was talking about something deeper too. Uh, so the whole double entente, double meaning thing isn't always bad. Um, it's when one thing really doesn't mean what it means and it really means something bad, you know? Now Jesus got frustrated with the disciples because sometimes he meant something more. Like when he was talking about feeding, he wasn't, he was talking about the yeast of the Pharisees. He wasn't talking about, oh my goodness, we didn't have enough bread. He was talking about, you know, something deeper. And he was frustrated because he's like, do not, the disciples still couldn't figure out that, oh, we need to feed people. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is don't be toxic, you know? So I think there's rooms for idioms in our language and things like that. Uh, but there are two words very clearly that Jesus shares should never have a different meaning ever. Um, they should mean exactly what they mean. And that's yes and no. Matthew 5. We're talking here about the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the whole, he kind of sat on the mountainside and gave, takes three chapters, I think, um, where he goes through in Matthew and starts telling people, this is what things really mean. You've heard that it was said this, but really that's what it means. You've heard that it was said this, but really this. And really just gave very, very, very basic, practical information and wisdom and insight about how we should live our lives, both in attitude and in action, how we speak, how we think, how we feel. Uh, I would submit, if you've never read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, if we could just live that, we're good. Pretty much the rest of the Bible. It, love God, love your neighbor. It's Deuteronomy 4, 6, Jesus talks about love God, love your neighbor. Here's some practical ways to do it, and everything else is about how to sort that out. Um, so if you are not a Bible reader and you don't know where to start um, about what it means to live a life for Christ, I would say Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. But we'll just talk about Matthew 5, 33 through 37 right now. Um, and it's a little bit, I'll say it's kind of hard to understand what this means sometimes, but I kind of getting landing on where I know it doesn't mean. Um, starting with 33, this is New Rise Standard Version. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you've made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head. Why would anyone swear by their head? That's weird. For you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word yes be yes, or no be no. Anything more that come than this comes from the evil one. Now, this has been problematic to me, because, like, what does that mean? What, I can't take oaths? It's like, should I not have taken an oath of marriage? Should I, do you not take an oath of office? I, I mean, I worked for the government for a little bit. I worked for the census. I had to take an oath both times I did that. Um, is that evil? Because it says don't take an oath. Um, don't swear at all. You know, I took, I had a church that, you know, when you become a member, you kind of take a vow 
to that church, you take holy vows when you're a nun or a priest or a, a minister. Is that wrong? Would that be evil? And um, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I definitely don't think that you should just not get married because you don't want to take a vow. Uh, on one hand, you could say that's not so much an oath as it is a covenant. It's um, And a covenant being, this is an outward sign that my heart is inwardly connected. I mean, covenants are not one-time things. It's not a promise I'm going to do this for a week or that I won't do it. This is like a lifetime I am connecting my heart. It's really making a, a soul tie, hopefully a healthy soul tie to someone or something. And maybe that's the thing about an oath. When you take an oath, you're tying your soul to something. Um, and that's not always necessary. It, you're, you're supposed to tie your soul to God, you know, anything that's of God. Uh, so I don't know if I can really fully explain this whole thing. And I think it's okay. I think sometimes we want to explain everything that's in the Bible. And I certainly want to wrestle with it. And I want to think about it and what it means to me. But sometimes we take so much time wanting to just figure it out. You know, just saying, okay, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know, that we kind of miss the meat. Miss the meat. I think the meat here is let your word yes be yes, your word no be no. And what I'm thinking is if you have to make a covenant, if you have to, first of all, the swearing by something. Why would you swear by the temple? It's not your temple. Why would you swear by your hair? You're not making it grow. That's what I hear. You know? Don't swear by heaven. You don't live there. You don't own heaven. How are you going to swear by something that's not yours? You know, if you're going to go buy a car and you put up collateral for the car, are you going to put up someone else's house for collateral? Are you, do you have the right to do that? You know, so why are you putting up collateral that's not yours? The only collateral that we have is our own word, is our own integrity. You know, and that's that's the only thing. I mean, God can take anything else away. And then furthermore, why do you have to swear by anything else? Why can't yes just mean yes? I mean, if you are telling somebody something and they question your integrity in telling them that, why would swearing by something that's not yours make that any more, any more, uh, I don't know, viable, you know? <laughs> it's... And furthermore, there, there's that thing. I think there is this thing of a soul tie. When you say, I swear by this thing, you're connecting yourself. It's like you're letting that thing take ownership. And heaven forbid, please don't swear by anybody's grave. That person is with Jesus or not, but they're not here. And that is a complete lack of respect for their life. You know, but but it's it's interesting here because what I real what it's really honestly talking about is integrity, you know. Uh do you know people that when they say they're going to do something, you're just not sure? You know, I, I'll tell you, if I hear somebody say, I mean it, I'll really do it this time. I promise you can trust me. That causes me to question. Why did you have to add that? I mean, really. If a kid, or let's even say a spouse or a friend, need to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. I mean, you haven't been there the past three times. I promise I'll be there this time. I know I've let you down five times, but I'll promise. And it kind of loses its... It loses its, uh, I don't know, viability when you're let down over and over and over again. Now, I do get sometimes, I'm sorry I missed it once, but there's a thing about integrity. Integrity means always trying to do what you're supposed to do. You know, always 
at least doing your best to try to be who you say you are and try to do what you say you'll do. There's room for mistakes in integrity. There's room for, I was late for work once in the past month. You're late for work every day, there's an integrity issue. You know, there's room for, oh, I forgot that appointment. You really, you forget every appointment, that's an integrity issue. Um, and you shouldn't be so unreliable that you have to call on something that you don't even own to try and, if your word's not enough, there's a, there's a problem, you know? Um, I Integrity is a really important thing for me. Um, it's a really important thing because I, it's not, not perfection, I mess up, but to me it's very, very, very important to do what I say I'm going to do and be who I say I'm going to be. It's important that when I say I'm going to be there that I'm going to do my best to be there and that I'll tell them if I can't, you know, okay, something came up, I can't. Because people rely on me, people rely on you more so. When we say we love the Lord, we are ambassadors of Christ. And there are people out there that are looking at us not to see if we're perfect. We get that so wrong. It's not, people aren't looking at us to see do they have a flawless life. People will look at us and say, and some of them are looking for the chinks. Some of them are looking for the cracks. Some of them don't want to believe in God and they need something to justify it so they can say, I know this person. They never did a thing they said. They were hateful. They said things because of, they said they were saying it in love, but all they ever did was tell me everything I was doing wrong. And this person said, hallelujah, glory to God, but never showed up. Never showed up when they were supposed to show up. It's not our burden to be perfect. It's not our burden not to make mistakes. It's definitely not our burden. I mean, if you have that thing where you feel like you need to look flawless and always be happy, drop it. That's called pretense. That's not called integrity. But we represent God, and this is a really good start. Sometimes it's hard to understand what we mean. Disciples had a hard time understanding what Jesus meant. Sometimes there's double meanings. Sometimes there's hidden meanings. But not with our yes. Not with our commitments. If we say I'm not going to do it, this shouldn't have to be an answer key. You know, it's funny. Yes and no are sometimes the very first words you learn in different languages. Um, they're the only words I know in some languages. A lot of the Latin-based languages, no is no, literally. Non, non, that's French. No, that's Spanish. No, I think that's Italian. It's so easy to say no. Um, see, we, you know, isn't that funny? A lot of times it's the first, there's, there's no unclarity about what that means. Unless we don't mean it. You know, so that's my challenge today. You know, I have to say I was encouraged last night, or yesterday afternoon, it wasn't my last night when I texted my friend to make sure he knew that I wasn't trying to be dirty or, you know, uh, and that I, I really meant it the way I said it. I didn't mean it the other way. And um, I was encouraged that he knew me well enough to know that that's not who I am, you know. And, and I, I, I hope, my hope and prayer is that people know if I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Um, there's a lot that we can't do. There's a lot that God has to do. God never asks us to do what we can't. He'll always do that. But he wants us to do what we can. And it's such a small, small thing in the picture of eternity that God's asking of us. Everything we can give is so small. 
but it makes a world of difference because it's saying, okay, God, I trust you. It's saying to others, God's way is best. And we are not God. Literally, we are not God. But to those who don't know him, we are. We're a reflection of him. So what are we reflecting? Lord Jesus, thank you for always being true and always being good. Thank you for never lying, God. And today I just ask for you to reveal to us, reveal to me, Lord, is there anything in my own walk that gives mixed messages to people about who you are in me, about who I am, about what my intentions are, Lord? And, you know, integrity matters to me. You know how much I name my daughter Truth in Greek. And, but I also know that if I'm walking around saying I'm never inconsistent, then I'm deceiving myself, Lord. So reveal to me any inconsistencies in my own walk. Reveal to me any time where my mouth is saying yes, but my life is saying no. Anywhere, even the little ones, God. I don't want in any way to dishonor you by representing anything but your truth, God. May that be so in all of our lives, Lord. Sometimes it's hard to see us ourselves from that lens but with your love it's possible God because it is not about us being unworthy you make us worthy it's not about us being unsaved you did all the work for that God it's about living our lives in gratitude and representing the person who matters most in the whole universe um with purity and integrity Lord may that be so and we know God that if it's your way it's the very best way for us so we recognize that and we invite just a deeper level of truth in our lives today. In your name, amen. Be blessed today, my friends. May you discover joy in a new way. May you discover deeper level of truth.